So I'm mixing things up tonight. And I love because y'all looking at me like, what? Um, We are actually not going to do worship first tonight. We're going to do worship after the word tonight, which is weird, right? Um, I think this is going to be great because tonight as we dig into roots, um, tonight what I want to talk to you about is worship. I want to talk to you about worship. I want to talk to you about worship. you know, these questions that were flowing through my head as we, as I thought about worship, you know, what is worship? Why do we worship? How do we worship? What are the things that take place in worship? And as I continue to work through this, um, I was sitting and I was writing in my notebook and I'm writing, 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 writing. And then as I continue writing, I was like, wait a minute. We need to talk about this before worship, not after worship. So I'm going to ask you to be patient patient with me as we get into the word, uh, because I know it's going to be a little bit of a different flow um, from the word now into worship, but I'm excited about it, and um, I pray that uh, that we grow together in this. I'm going to ask you to turn with me to 1 Chronicles chapter 16. I'm also going to tell you that we're going to bounce around a little bit tonight, because um, I like bouncing around every now and then, and uh, God was kind of sending me all over in the word about worship. And I, I enjoy the opportunity to speak about worship. Um, I love to worship the Lord. And I grew up in an environment where worship was very different than the way that maybe I worship today. And so I, it's given me a different perspective of worship. Um, it's given me a different uh, path that maybe I've walked in my worship with God and, and uh, really getting into a place of worship with Him. And so I'm, I'm really excited to get to share this with you. I could tell you that um, I could, you know, there's probably many, many people, Tiff being one of those people that could teach you a lot more about worship than what I'm going to teach you tonight. Um, but I, I, I really feel that um, this is something that we need to grasp as a church. We need to grasp worship and what it means to worship the Lord and what it looks like. And so... Um, I'm, I'm just going to read. I'm, we're going to read from verses 23 to 31 as we get ready to start into worship. It says this. It says, sing to the Lord all the earth. Proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all peoples. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared Above all gods, for all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and joy are in his dwelling place. Ascribe to the Lord, all you families of nations. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. The world is firmly established. It cannot be moved. Let the heavens rejoice. Let the earth be glad. Let them say among the nations, the Lord reigns. I read that and I think about the whole premise is that it is encouraging us that we are people that are created to worship. We are created to worship. The word tells us multiple times about worship. I could probably go a lot more different places than I'm even going to take you tonight where it talks about psalms and and worship and things that the people of God were intended to do. 
And as I read through this, literally, I, I was working on my word, and um, this is one of the only times it's ever done this for me. And I'm, so I'm writing, and I'm building um, my, my sermon here, and I get all the way down to the bottom, the end of it, and I realize that I actually have to do this backwards, which is really weird for me. Um, so I'm, I'm preaching backwards from what I wrote, which is really strange. I don't understand that. Um, but this is, this is what I want to start by saying. Worship isn't standing. Worship isn't sitting. Worship isn't raising your hands. Worship isn't jumping. Worship isn't clapping. Worship isn't running. Worship isn't kneeling. It isn't bowing. It isn't laying down. It isn't shouting. It isn't singing. These are expressions of worship. They are expressions of worship. Now, I know there are some people that get uncomfortable with all of those things that I just listed, right? There are some people that just get, they, they make, they think it just feels awkward. Um, and they, they just, they just don't connect with it. Okay. And my first thought was I needed to go through and explain why we do all these things and why we should do all these things and, and all of this. But as I really got into it, I, I, I read the word and these are expressions of worship. See, an expression is the process of making one's thoughts or feelings known. An expression is literally just the process of making one's thoughts or feelings known. All of these things that take place in worship, they are not necessarily worship in themselves. I, I, I told, I've told this story. I don't think I've told it here. Um, I had a, uh, a meeting um, for the Goshen Ready Fest. We were at a meeting there. And one of my friends, he, he lives right across the street from me. He pastors a church called Williams Corner Worship Church of God. And um, we were just having a meeting about what Goshen Ready Fest was going to be, how it was going to work, what we were going to do, and all this stuff. So we're having all this conversation. And he had a question. And so while we were standing there, because he and I were standing, because there wasn't uh, the grind. We had packed the grind. So um, he and I were standing over here. And he went to ask his question. So he went like this for a minute. And uh, no one saw him. Have you ever raised your hand, like, with a question? And, like, they're not looking at you. And you're kind of like, I don't want to start waving at them. But, like, you're like, your hand's, like, there still. And you're like, what do I do? And so he held his hand there for a while and then he put it down. And I leaned over to him. And I said, I love that moment of worship that you just had. <laughs> and he was like, shut up, man. Um, but raising your hand in itself is not necessarily worship. Right? I mean, we raise our hands for all types of different things. I'm, I, I use a lot of gestures when I talk and do things, okay? And so raising your hands in itself is not necessarily worship. It can be an expression of worship when your worship is causing you to make your thoughts or feelings known through an expression, which may be raising your hands, maybe bowing before the Lord. It may be any of these things. These are expressions of worship. So if all of these things that we typically associate as worship isn't actually worship. There was my closing quote. I opened it here and I closed it over here. You see that? <laughs> Never done that before. Then what is worship? What is worship? Because we, we often portray worship as certain things. It's a style of music. It's a different type of um, um, melody or whatever. Well, that's not really a worship song, you know, because it's not the right melody. You know, my father-in-law, Mike, he likes some of that screamo crazy stuff that scares me in my sleep, right? Wakes me up in the middle of the night. And, and it's worship still, right? It's, it's, it's a different style of worship. And so we, we want to, listen, churches, 
Churches struggle with this more than anyone. Because worship is often one of the main reasons why someone decides to go to a church or decides not to go to a church. I've heard way too many people talk about someone's worship. I didn't like their worship, or I didn't like their style, um, or this person wasn't that great, or their musicians uh, just weren't right, or uh, whatever it is, right? They, they do all these things. And so the definition of worship is it is the feeling or expression of reverence and adoration for God. Reverence and adoration for God. Now, I love that word reverence because I think the word reverence is something that we don't talk about enough in church because we miss the fact that God is holy. We miss the fact that God is divine and that he is he is always perfect. And what happens is when we begin to lose reverence for God, what we do is it messes up this whole worship experience because we worship him because we revere him, because we adore him, because he is the God of all gods. And reverence is a deep respect for someone or something. Reverence is more than just like, yeah, I believe in God. It's deeper than that. It's something that literally, it literally drives your behaviors and everything that you do when you revere God. Worship is not a moment. It is not 20 or 30 minutes before service on Saturday. Worship is, it, it's, it's not a moment. It is literally a mindset that you have to move yourself into. And if we are going to be worshipers, which we are intended to be, the word tells us, again, in Chronicles, you can see all this about singing to the Lord and, 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 and making him um, uh, hear your praise and that he, because he is worthy of praise and all these things. But you don't stop worshiping when the music stops at church. And likewise, you don't start worshiping when the music starts at church. That's, that's not the game plan. That's, that's not the way it actually works. See, worship is literally the process of revering and adoring God. It is a, it, it, it has got to be instinctively, again, a deep respect, something instinctively within you that you are constantly working to worship and adore and just revere him for who he is. And when I think about worship, I think worship is one of those outward expressions that people get most excited about when it comes to service, okay? And I think that's great. I think, I think it's fantastic for us to do that, and we should be that type of a people. I believe that we should be excited about worshiping a God who created the universe and everything in it and loves us and actually will listen to our petitions. I think that is something worthy to be excited about, to shout about, to all of, all of all of these other things that I talked about, right? But God wants you to follow his word as much as he wants you to sing his praises. If we worship only purely through our expressions for 20 or 30 minutes out of the week, but we don't revere him. See, we don't, we don't apply what his word says. We don't, we don't walk out what this whole deal is all about. Then are we revering him? Are we honoring him? We're not. We're not. It's like I, I was thinking about this. What good would it be if on Saturdays 
I brag about my wife, and I tell you how great she is and how wonderful she is, and all these great things, right? She's going to smile and giggle probably. And I, and I go on, and I say all of these things, and I do this every Saturday, and I brag on her. But when I leave this place, I completely ignore her all week long. That would not go over well. <laughs> Wouldn't work, right? It, 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 would, it would be way off. But this is what we do with God. See, we come in on a Saturday, and we want to give him praise. And we, we're singing words off the song, and we're doing these different things. Okay, But ultimately, what we can be doing is going through the motions of worship. When in, in, at the end of the day, our hearts aren't worshiping. We have to come to a place where we truly see him as God. God. Not, not, not this, this deity that you, you can't hear, you can't, you can't see, you can't, you, not, not this, this unforeseen thing that you don't understand or you don't comprehend, that you don't have any relationship with, but the God of the universe. See, if we could only grasp who God truly is, how great and awesome and mighty that he truly is, our worship would change immediately. It wouldn't be a little moment. It wouldn't be this little bit of time. It would be so much more. I want you to turn with me to Romans 12. This is, this is one of my favorite passages. And I think this is how we ultimately answer this question where we're going to with worship. Because... We have to understand what, what true worship looks like. We have to understand what it, what it really means. And, and again, all of these expressions of worship are great. They're fantastic. The Word teaches us to do this, and I'll, and I'll end up talking about this. But Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, is one of my favorite passages. It says this, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. I'm, I want to read that again. Offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Worship. It goes on to say, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. If we relinquish worship to be about singing and shouting, and we miss offering ourselves as a sacrifice, we don't experience true and proper Worship. We don't get it. Listen, we are beings that love music. I don't know that I know anyone that hates music. Does anyone hate music in here? Okay, okay, good, 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 good. So I've never met anyone that, that says I hate music. I don't listen to music. All I listen to is audiobooks all day, okay? <laughs> we like music, okay? And what's interesting about this idea of music is music, music creates a response in you. No matter where you're at. When we were at King's Point, Pastor Randy was talking about this, that um, when he was at the gym and he was watching um, everyone singing some sort of song that was on, and he was watching them like, do you even know what you were saying right now, people? Like, like literally. 
And and but if we if we only focus on the singing, and we only get that perfect, and we get all of the timing just right, and we get all of the experience of the song just right, and we get the bridge, and we nail the bridge, and we do all of those things just right, but we never offer ourselves as a sacrifice. We don't worship. We dancing people. That's it. We're, we're, we're not actually coming into a place of worship because true and proper worship is giving yourself as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. That's challenging because we all mess up. We all mess up. But see, in everything that we, we're doing and everywhere that we're going, we should be calling out to the Father, God, help me to be more pure. God, help me to speak the way that you would have me to speak. God, help me to respond the way that you would have me respond. God, help me to walk the way that you would have me walk. All these different things should be flowing out of us because in, in that is worship. See, worship is not the song. It's not, it's, not, it's not the tempo. It's none of these things. John 4, 23 and 24 says, Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in the spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit and his worshipers must worship in the spirit and in truth. Almost every week when I pray about us worshiping, I pray, Father, let us worship you in spirit and let us worship you in truth. And if we, if we don't get that, or listen, we can sing how great is our God. We can sing how great our, is our God over and over and again. But if we don't believe it, there's no truth to our worship. If we can sing, oh, how he loves us, he loves us so deeply and so richly, but then when we get out and we live our lives, we don't live a life of, a, of someone who, who has a God who loves them, then we're not, we're not worshiping in truth. We can say and we can sing the song, do it again. We can say that we believe that he's going to do it again. We can sing it out loud, but if we don't walk it out, we're not worshiping in truth. The words to these songs have such power in them because most of them are rooted in the word. They're rooted in the word of God that allows us to speak out promises that God has already put on us. But if we don't believe those, if we don't believe those, then we're not worshiping in spirit and in truth. We're not, we're not worshiping in, in, in a way that we actually believe. We have, to, we have to live out what it says, no matter what the circumstance looks like, no matter the lousy situation, no matter the messed up deal. No matter how so-and-so did you wrong or so-and-so did you right, no matter, we, we have to live this thing every single day. Now, I'm not saying that there's not times where you come into worship that your worship is different. I believe that when you come to worship, I know that I have had different tones, I would say, to my worship at times, depending on where I'm at. There have been times where my worship has been more of a cry out to God. There has been times where my worship has been more of a shout, excited Hoorah. I, I, I think we all. And what's interesting about that, and this is what we have to understand as a church. Where Jody's worshiping may not be where I'm worshiping right now. Where, where Billy's worshiping may not be where I'm at. Where Bess worshiping may not be where I'm at right now. But to Brian's point last week, this has got to be a safe place. This has got to be a place that I, I don't want to question anyone's worship. I don't, I don't want to question if you're down here crying out, crying out to God, or if you're in the back shouting and jumping. We should be a place that is open to the worship expressions that the people are wanting to get. Because guess what? 
They're not worshiping you. They're not worshiping you. I literally today I saw a quote um, and I wasn't even looking for it. It was literally I was scrolling through Facebook and I saw this and it said that this um, churchgoer went up to Francis Chan and said, I got to be honest with you. I really didn't like the worship today. And Francis Chan looked at him and said, oh, it wasn't for you. It was for God. So doesn't matter. And, and what I what I want to I'm trying to lay a foundation here for all of you that. It doesn't matter what your worship looks like. You cannot be worried about what someone next to you is going to think about your worship. Your worship's not for them. Your worship's for him. Your worship is to express these thoughts or feelings that you are having towards the God of the universe. And let me tell you, if someone gets a little slighted because you're a little bit excited about the God of the universe then let's just pray that they get a little bit of the God of the universe, <laughs> right? I mean, God wants us to be, listen, what he has done for us is no small feat. And we, we, we want to belittle it and we want to, we want to squash down what is even happening in us. Listen, there's not very many people that, um, that I know who wouldn't say they've had an experience similar to this where you can feel in your spirit when your spirit begins to cry out and want to worship yeah. like it hasn't worshipped before. Yeah. That scares you sometimes. <laughs> it can scare you sometimes. But we have to be open to allow the spirit to move in us. Because your spirit is crying out to God. And when we begin to relinquish a little bit of this flesh... This little stuff that gets in the way of us being in complete communion with God. When, when we begin to allow that to move out of the way, we can worship. We can, and, and, and I, want, I want us to set such a foundation because as I, as I thought through this, I thought, you know what? We call ourselves real church because we want people to be real. We just want people to be who they are. We want people to learn and grow from a place. Because listen, if you come from a place of phoniness that you feel like you're trying to put on some sort of presentation that you have to, it's not going to be right. It's not going to feel right. It's not going to feel good. But when you worship from a place of realness, a place of, uh, of vulnerableness where, where you can actually just be like, okay, I, I need to just lay it out here. We as a body, okay, we need to be worshiping like that. We need to be a people that when someone comes in here and they worship like that, we don't say, whoa, what's that about? Man, something's jacked up with that dude today. <laughs> Something is wacko. Why? Right? Now, listen, I get it. We're humans. We got all these jacked up thoughts that come into our brains, right? It happens all the time. Here's the best thing that I can tell you. Don't say it. Right? Don't say it. I, listen, I, I, can't, I can't control your thoughts. Now, the word tells you to take those thoughts captive, right? And try to, to, to keep you from the things of God. But, but when, you, when you run into that situation, just why question? Don't question someone's worship. Let them worship. And then worship yourself, right? No, don't worship yourself. Worship. <laughs> you worship. Does that, does that make sense? Don't quote that on Twitter or something. <laughs> pastor Tom, worship yourself. <laughs> really. You guys are going to be looking for a new pastor. Lifting hands, shouting, jumping, etc. These are expressions of what is going on in our hearts. I, we use gestures and responses for everything under the sun 
outside of these walls, right? We have moments of excitement where we jump. We have moments where, you know, we're going to shout and do one of these. Um, what I find is so interesting is that when we come into the house of the Lord, there's something of, uh, about this perception that makes us feel like we have to be still and know that he is God, <laughs> right? And I, what, I, what I want you to know is that for me in my own worship, when I began to really be able to freely worship, um, I just loosened up. I'll just be honest with you. I just loosened up. Just, just got into a place where I was like, you know what? It doesn't really matter. When, when I feel in my heart towards the Lord, I'm going to project it out. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it sounds like. I don't care what people think about it. I'm going to worship him because all I'm worried about is worshiping him and everything that I do. Because all I want to do is I want to revere and adore the king of kings. That's, not, that's, that's where we all, we need to get there. We all need to get there. I need to get there. You need to get there. We, we need to get to that place. In, in 2006, now, this, was, this is going to shock some of you all, okay? Um, I am not a sports guy. I'm just, I'm just not. When I was in Chicago, everyone wants to ask me, oh, you big Cincinnati fan, Reds and Bengals and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, nope. <laughs> really? Who's your team? Nope. <laughs> I like building stuff. <laughs> I, like, I like my kids, you know. I like Jesus. What? Um, in, in, in 2006, I went to my first professional football game. It's the only time I've ever been to a professional football game. It was 2006. It was a preseason game for the Cincinnati Bengals. It was, it was a rare situation. My best friend from high school, he is a diehard Cincinnati Bengals dude, ble bleeds orange. I mean, he, it doesn't matter how great they are or how horrible they are. I don't even know why I said how great they are. How horrible they are. <laughs> doesn't matter how horrible they are. He just, he bleeds orange, right? He just bleeds orange. And, um, I was, I was working for a guy, and this guy had season tickets, and I'm sitting there working, I'm covering freight that day, and, and he says to me, um, hey, I got, I got some preseason tickets, you know anyone that would want to buy them? And I said, I might. What are they? You know, I, I, don't, I don't know anything. And uh, he said, I'll sell them to you for 30 bucks, both tickets, 15 bucks a ticket, which I'm thinking, that's probably cheap, right? I don't know. 2006, I don't know, maybe it was, maybe I just got robbed, I have no clue. <laughs> Um, he said, yeah, man, they're good seats. Um, 15 bucks a ticket, 30 bucks, you can have them. And so I, I, I called up my buddy Joe. I'm like, Joe, you want to go to the preseason game for the Bengals? He's like, why are you asking me this? Yes, you know? And so we go, we go to the Cincinnati Bengals preseason game. Um, I'm literally shouting the wrong names of players because I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> literally, the, um, the quarterback came out, and uh, I think the quarterback was Carson Palmer at the time. And I yelled John Kitna. Um, and he was... <laughs> I think he was the last quarterback before him. So, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing there. Um, but when I was at that football game, that place was going nuts, man. I mean, going bonkers. Up, shouting, hands up, cheering, little inebriated. They were, they were literally going crazy and so incredibly excited about what they were seeing. And as I, continue, as I continue to read into this worship, I, it's okay to make some noise. It's okay. You know, like I said, I, I feel like there's, there's been this, this ideology that 
you come into the church and you got to be quiet. You got to. And I'm not. I'm not talking about being disruptive and and um, trying to just make a scene. I'm not talking about that. But I, I'm talking about when you feel the spirit of God moving in you, responding to that. Because when you respond to that, there is something so empowering and freeing that takes place. It is, it is absolutely amazing what takes place. And you don't know it until you step out. You might feel it right here, but until you step out, it changes everything in an instant. And so we have to be a people who are comfortable. Listen, um, we, we talk about the different expressions that we do. First Timothy 2.8 talks about lifting up holy hands to the Lord. Psalm 47 says to clap your hands and just shout to God. So I'm just telling you that to say it's okay. It's okay. We don't have to be a people who are timid and afraid to worship God. Because God is God. And he deserves our praise. But I don't want you to think that your worship is just a little bit of an expression. We have to walk out a, a living sacrifice. Here's what we can't allow. I'm gonna have, uh, Isaiah 29, 13, I'm going to have for you here. This is what this says. This is what we can't do. It says, the Lord says, these people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips. But their hearts are far from me. Most of you guys know that. This next, this next uh, passage here I, I just blew me away. It says, their worship of me is based on merely human rules they have been taught. Yeah. Man, when I read that, it was messing up my brain for a little while. Their worship of me is based on merely human rules they have been taught. We don't want to teach you how to express worship only. We don't want to teach you solely how to raise your hands. We do not want to teach you how to shout or how to jump. We don't want to teach you these things, okay? We want to teach you how to live worship every single day. And I believe that as we do worship him, I believe that all those expressions take place. I believe every single one of them, and probably even more, okay? But we don't want to be a church that God looks at and says, yeah, they're honoring me with their lips, but their hearts, their hearts aren't there. Their hearts aren't, they're not aligned with my heart. They, they, don't, they don't really want to hear my will for their life. You know, they, they, they complain and they grumble and, and they, don't, they, they don't really worship. They don't, they don't honestly give themselves as, as a living sacrifice. They, they don't, they, we, we don't we, we can't have that. See, if, if we were to teach you merely how to worship, we just get it all wrong. We just get it all wrong. We have to live this, guys. It has to be who we are. Setting roots in worship is about more than setting roots with how to worship. It's, it's about more than learning how to go into that bridge one more time and watch people get excited. Listen, I, I have sat with worship pastors that literally, and they hate, I, I've talked to many of them that hate it. 
Well, yeah, I know that if I sing this song, they're going to worship like crazy. But that's, I'm not trying to create a response from people. I'm trying to help lead us into worship. And if that's not where God's leading me, then why do I do it? Oh, man, people just love that song. Yeah, they get excited about that song. And they want to do this and they want to do that. And yeah, it'll look good and it'll sound good on the replay and, and all these things. But at the end of the day, I want them to worship God. And, and, I, and I've sat there and I've listened to them say that. So I, I want to challenge you to say that your worship has to be more than expression. Okay? But your worship should be expressed. Okay? I know I've talked a lot about the idea of that worship is more than just those expressions. But we should be, as a church, expressing our worship. Amen. We should express our worship to him. We should do it in, in a way um, that, that honors him. Because the only way to worship um, is to become, become a Christian who reveres and adores the Lord. Not just a Christian that punched their ticket to heaven. Right? we got to revere and adore the Lord. If we revere him... That means we'll heed to his commandments. If we adore him, it means we'll heed to his commandments. It means we'll take this word and we'll learn with it and we'll grow with it and we'll apply it even when it makes us uncomfortable, even when we don't like it, even when we don't want it, even when we don't feel like it, even when we got a hundred other things going on, we're going to receive it. We're going to walk in it. It means even when someone treats you like dirt, you love them. It means even when people let you down, you love them. It means that in all of these things, we walk out that worship because we want to be a holy offering for him, right? We want to, we want to live out that true worship, that true worship that says that God, you are God and I'm not. That you are mighty and you are worthy of all of our praise. That's that's where we've got to get to. That's where our, our hearts have to get to. That's where our minds have to get to. That's where we need to move into. As a church and as individuals, we have to come to a place that our worship is about more than just the expression. It is about Him. It is about who God is. And it is not about our situation. It is not about our problem. It is not about where we've been. It is not about what any of that stuff. It is about Him being a God who is worthy of praise. That's what it's about. I'm going to ask you to stand with me. We're going to get ready to go into worship. And this is probably going to be the worst transition ever, um, just to warn you. Um, we are going to prepare to get into worship. And what I want you to do, I'm not, I'm not telling you how to respond. I, I, don't, I'm, I think you guys know me well enough that I, I just want you to worship what you feel in your in your spirit, I want you to follow the Lord. Um, but but what I want to do is I, I want us to open ourselves up to a place of worship with Him, to really express our worship to Him, because He is He is good. He He is He is so good, and we often get distracted by everything else. See, the reason I talk about that every week when we go into worship is because. I think it's important for us to stop thinking about everything else because he is a jealous God and he wants your attention and he wants your worship 
That is the God that we serve. And some people maybe get offended at that word jealous. I think I've I've read something about that once before. Um, But he is a God who deserves our worship. And and as we worship, I I want you to to just know that he is a mighty God. And that whatever your situation is, that he is open to hearing you come to him about it. I, I, you know, um, I think as parents, we have this love and hate relationship with our kids asking us for stuff, right? <laughs> there's, there's, this, there's this line of, okay, and get out of my face, right? Um, <laughs> it happens. I'm just being real, right? <laughs> um, there's, this, there's this bounce, but see, God is a father who wants to hear from his children. He, he, I, I sat down, I did, I did lunch with some people uh, a few weeks ago, and uh, when we were doing lunch, um, he was talking about as a father how he struggles with that, and with his kids, he's like, well, I just don't listen to him, because uh, I, don't, I don't do that, and I said, that's the problem, is that's the perception you have of God the Father, that's not the way he is. See, God the Father wants to hear from us, he wants to know where we're at. He wants to hear our cries to him. He wants to hear how we honor him. He wants to hear how we adore him and how we revere. He wants to hear that. I tell you what, nothing makes me happier. Listen, I was in Chicago for the last two days, okay? I missed my family something fierce, okay, these last two days. And um, every time Harvest would get to the phone, she would literally kiss the phone and hug the phone. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. And I was like, two days, I'll be back, you know, um, every single time. And for me, I as much as that swells my heart, I know how much God the Father's heart is, is just filled with joy when we do that to him. Amen. See, when when we when we reach out to him and, and we we connect with him because we love him. But. I'll tell you this, when we, when we go to worship him, you worship him because you love him. You love him because you receive his son as your savior. That's, that's listen, getting, getting worship right, getting our roots right, our roots start by tapping into the taproot, right? The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And knowing that they, they love you and that they want you to be a part of their relationship I want to read this this passage. I'm going to ask uh, Beth and Tiff if you would come on up as we get ready to worship. This um, this passage here um, kind of jumped out at me in Psalms, and it's it's really um, it's really maybe, oh I, yeah see that that was good with it. Um, it's really a a psalm about worshiping the Lord, and most of them are right. Most of them are. And I want us to, I just want to read this, this psalm. And then I just want us to just spend a little time in worship. Because I think the timing of this um, message is, is going to be perfect. Because Friday night we're going to have our worship night. And it was funny because I have certain things that when I began the Root series, I knew what order I wanted to go to. And then um, I didn't know what I was going to do last week. And I ended up asking Brian, like, a month earlier to preach that week and it just became perfect because technically I was going to go the Trinity and then into worship 
And I just, I love how God placed it where it did because, because we need to worship the Lord. This is, this is what Psalm 29 says. It says, a Psalm of David, ascribe to the Lord, you heavenly beings. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord thunders over the mighty waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks in pieces the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon leap like a calf, Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord strikes with flashes of lightning. The voice of the Lord shakes the desert. The Lord shakes the desert of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord twists the oaks and strips the forest bare. And in his temple all cry, glory. Say glory. glory. The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord is enthroned as king forever. The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your word. And God, as we come together to worship you, God, in unity, God, I pray that we would just take this moment to express, God, our worship to you, God, for who you are, God, for what you have done in this place, for what you are doing in our lives. God, I pray that, God, we would become a people that God would be open to worshiping you. God, for for so long, I think we have... Uh, we've all struggled with this idea of, of just being free in our worship at times. And so, God, I just pray that the distractions of the enemy would be set loose. Yes. And that, God, we would just honor you and love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's worship.